right, all right. Let's fucking go. Backdoor cover. Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. What's good? It's producer Micah, along with my friend and co-host Bradley Keith. What's good? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. How, how was you, uh, how was your New Year's celebration? New Year's was good. Um, what did you guys do? You came over to my house. Oh, but I was only there till like nine. Yeah, you well, you left early. Yeah, I stayed up till like two thirty. It was it was a late You're night wild. for me. I know. Did you eat black eyed peas New Year's Day? No. You should have. I know. I heard that uh, my mother told me that she knew the person that that, that this whole thing is a big marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, it's an old Southern tradition that you want to eat greens. And black eyed peas representing dollars and coins. Hmm. So you'll be rich in the new year. But she told me that, like, when she grew up, like, her neighbor uh, worked for the Farm Bureau and just decided to make up the thing about black eyed peas making you rich. No way it was just her who came up with that. I mean, we did that growing up. My my folks also. No, but it was just a big marketing ploy. It's not like some, like. And your mother was the mastermind. No, no, no. Her neighbor was when they were growing Ah. up. So it's not like some, like, several hundred year old tradition it's just some marketing thing that happened 50 years ago why'd you pick black eyed peas you think there's cool. so many better tasting foods uh you know maybe the guy was working for big black eyed peas maybe so anyway uh we are glad to have you guys here in 19 thank you for being here we are talking college football today and we are picking the national championship we're also going to do something new at the end of the episode we're going to talk some other sports stuff it's gonna be fun and most importantly, we are going to come back to you with a second bonus episode tomorrow, breaking down the wild card weekend in the NFL. Lots of bonuses these days. Yeah, we are giving you all the bonuses. So just a, one more time, today we're going to talk college football news. We're going to talk the national championship. Tomorrow we are going to pick the wild card weekend and give you some props for the national championship game, which is, of course is Monday. All right, let's get to it. First, some college football news. The... Uh, and the coaching carousel, as they call it, is is still uh, in motion. Manny Diaz leaves Temple after 18 days and goes to the U, where he uh, the first thing he did was just fire the entire offensive staff. He was the defense coordinator there last year. Um, his dad used to be the mayor of the city of Miami. Did you know that? I didn't. Well, now you do. There you go. I I think Manny Diaz, this is my take, will be a better head coach than a coordinator. Hmm. As a coordinator, I often felt he had no idea what he was doing. Uh, he got run out of UT, and uh, many people thought he wasn't good at his job. Um, so why would that translate to because he coach? doesn't have to call the X's and O's; he just has to go out and recruit. Uh. Like he's a good-looking dude. He's charismatic. He's obviously fucking well connected. If his dad was the mayor of Miami in the '80s when there was like coke running around everywhere, yeah. Like, can you imagine the deals that that Manny Diaz is? He's, he's going to know people. He's charismatic. Uh, he's camera ready. I think he's going to do a good job. I like your theories here. I think he could be a real up and comer. We'll it, see. It says he fired all of his staff during his introductory news conference Wednesday. Oh wow, that's and, cold. I've never heard of. And before that, he was hired for 18 days as the Temple head coach prior to taking. Yeah, he job. just decided to tell Temple. To this go. guy's cold as ice. Yeah, well, he probably grew up like watching Scar, the real life Scarface, the rolling world around is Miami as an 80 yeah. in the 80s. So shouts to Manny Diaz and to the U. Uh, the uh, the West Virginia guy, Dana Holgerson, yeah, that's right. is now the head coach at Houston, who fired Major Applewhite like two days before that, after uh, Applewhite went 15-10 and 10 in two seasons, uh, had an embarrassing bowl game loss to Army, 70-14, to 14, which is bad. Real bad. But they ran him off after two, two winning seasons, which is weird. No scandals, no off-the-field bullshit. 
Uh, very weird. That's all I'm going to say. We're pro Major Applewhite on this podcast. We are. Uh, He's I'm, a friend of the I program. I also don't care for, for Dana Holgerson mm. at all. Uh, but, you know, more power to him. Apparently, uh, from everything I've read, Pete Thamel had a big piece this week uh, or last week about when the firing of Applewhite became sort of imminent. Uh, the Houston Athletic Department is a fucking clown show, apparently. They have delusions of grandeur that they're going to get into the Big 12. Thamel had uh, unnamed sources, which Pete Thamel seems to always have. That's a whole other story. Um, saying that From the Big 12 saying that this is a bad look for Houston. They look desperate. So this it may be backfiring on them. It seems as though Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, is 100% running their athletic department at this point. He just built a uh, basketball arena where he paid for the entire thing. It's called the Fertitta Center. Oh. I don't know if he paid for the entire thing, but it's his name. And apparently he engineered this Holgerson deal. Uh, Holgerson. Whatever. Fuck that guy. I don't like his hair. <laughs> he always He's wears... kind of balding, but it's long. Yeah, he's kind of bald. Exactly. Yeah, it's like straight. And he always wears a... Uh, a visor, which is a bad look for a balding. Dude. I didn't really understand why you would leave West Virginia to go to Houston. I don't know why you leave a Big Twelve job for an AAC job. Yeah, so he unless he signed there's a lot a, of money, uh, five year contract worth twenty million dollars. Uh, it's four million a year, a raise from three from his three point seven million a year contract at West Virginia. So and apparently he was money talks. Yeah, and he'd been button heads with the athletic. Um, the administration at West Virginia too. So his boy, that sophomore quarterback, graduated, out. is headed to the league. Yeah, or maybe I guess not he was just looking for a reason out, and and this is and he got a raise and got out. Well, but it always seems like a weird ground in Houston. That's it seems sure. like a weird move to go from the Big Twelve to the AAC. But you know, more power to you. The uh, Tom Herman had a, a very good program for a couple of years at Houston. Uh, who knows what he left behind? Hey, do the Cougar chant for me. How's it go? We talking about the Cougars? Yeah, at the end you just go, we talking about the Cougars! Yeah, I've heard Something you do like that, that a lot of times. And it's I enjoy tight. it every time. Something like that. Oh, we yeah. talking about they the Cougars? They do Cougar? cashmere leading up it's to it? It's sort of like that, yeah. Um, That's anyway, pretty hardcore. We, we're talking about the Cougars, and now we're they've got the uh, Dana Holgerson. Or what, I, I don't even wonder what his name is. Holgerson. He's, uh, his hair is trash, and he always looks like he could be drunk. Uh, he's not very electric either. Did you see the video they posted online uh -uh. yesterday? There was a tweet where him going, "Hey, he's wearing a cougar visor and he's doing the the cougar, yeah, uh, you the know, shocker, shocker yeah. hand gesture." And he says, "Hey, Cougars fans, you guys want to get win some football games? Let's win some football games." And he's holding a a, a, a Red Bull because apparently he drinks a lot of Red Bull. Oh, that's cool. That's gonna be like the the little gimmick. I I I, I don't know. The jury's out on this. And we spent too much time talking about this. Uh, to other players. Hollywood Brown, Oklahoma wide receiver, and cousin to Antonio Brown is going pro. Mm -hmm. uh, Penn State running back Miles Sanders is going pro, uh, which I, I've never heard of Miles Me Sanders, either. but I don't pay I attention nothing. to the Big Ten. He, What I found interesting here, he is the fifth Penn State player to declare to go pro early. That seems like a lot. It's a lot of talent. Maybe it's a lot of talent, or maybe they're mad. I don't know. It just seems weird. Uh, you, is that Texas, James Franklin squad? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Uh, you'd think so. Colin Johnson, uh, wide receiver at Texas, is staying, coming back for another year. His senior uh, year. He'll be back for, for his senior, senior year. year. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey has yet to decide. Another Texas receiver. Another wide receiver who uh Can you believe his be. name is Lil Jordan? Lil it's Jordan. It's spelled L-I-L. -L, like yeah. It's Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. Mm -hmm. LJ. Uh, I think he probably goes pro. You think? Johnson was apparently uh, Mel Kuyper's eighth-ranked receiver, and, and Humphrey's was higher. Uh on to the national championship game. Ticket prices for the national championship game are plummeting. 
down to 135 bucks. Face value for these tickets is 450 and they're at 135 That is a lot. Uh, ticket brokers are describing this as a perfect storm. The game is, of course, in Santa Clara, California, which no one wants to go to. Plus, that's a long way from two east. Why don't people want to go there? It sounds like nice weather. Well, that's true. Maybe nothing else to do. It's a long way from two east East Coast schools. Uh, plus, it's a rematch. These fans of these teams have been traveling a lot. If you're if you're a Bama fan and you traveled to the SEC championship game, and then you've traveled to they play in the Cotton Bowl. Where'd they play? How the hell did they end up in Santa Clara with a national championship game? That's where it was scheduled to be this year. How bizarre! Yeah, it's just a long way. If you're a Bama fan, you or or an Ace, or a Clemson fan, you've random. gone to your conference championship, your semifinal, and now you're expected to get on a plane and go across the country with one week notice. That's got to be a, an expensive proposition. Yeah, and if you're an Alabama fan and your team wins the championship every year, it's like you've probably been to the championship before. They're probably sitting in bubble baths where they're flying over there. No, that's true. If you're a Bama fan, this is your chance to get in the game, get in the game cheap once you pay $1,000 to fly across the country. Uh, all right, let's pick this game. Bama is a six-point favorite, according to our friends over at mybookie.ag. Let's talk about our friends at mybookie.ag. As you know, NFL playoffs are, are finally here. The national championship is here. If you use promo code BDC, like backdoor cover, when you sign up at mybookie.ag, they will give you a deposit bonus. That's free money to gamble with. That's right. That's all you want. It's what you need in the world. Promo code BDC at mybookie.ag. It's the only place that we bet here at uh, Grand X. We love mybookie.ag. Promo code BDC. Tomorrow, when we pick the NFL games, we'll also pick a couple of the... uh, Props for the national championship game, of which uh, my bookie has one, two, three, like 30. So nobody has a bigger, once we get around to the Super Bowl and the playoffs, nobody offers more more props, more bets. My bookie is an awesome place. All right, so there you go. MyBookie.ag, promo code BDC. Bama, as I said, is a six-point favorite. The over-under is 59 and a half. Obviously, these teams have a lot of history uh, recently. If you go back last year, they faced each other. Uh, Bama was ranked fourth, and Clemson was number one in the country. They met in the first round of the college football playoff. Bama whipped them in uh, New Orleans. No, that was Tua's coming out party, wasn't it? Or was that no? That was the championship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So uh, Bama beat Clemson last year with Jalen Hurts, and then uh, Tua came out against Georgia in the national championship. That's right. So last year, uh, Bama beat Clemson 24-6. The year before that was the national championship rematch uh, in Tampa where Clemson beat it or beat Bama 35-31. And then the year before that, Bama beat Clemson 45-40 in, the, uh, in Glendale, Arizona for the national championship. So the last, this is the fourth consecutive year they've met in the playoffs. Bama has won two of the first three and they've split national championship games. You did that pretty I well. Got it. That okay. was a lot of information. You did good. Thank you. Uh-huh. I was worried about that. Uh, these have been competitive games uh, generally. Well, two of them have been. Last year wasn't. Um, what do you think about this? I uh, obvious. The other thing, obviously, all season long, these are clearly the two best teams in the country. These are clearly, clear as if day. not the two best teams, because Bama's clearly been the best team. I think Clemson's been These are been clearly the... the two best programs in yeah. the country by a mile. There's talent on both these teams. I think it, it, it's not even really close. I mean, Georgia may have comparable talent, um, but that's but nobody relatively else. recent. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, Notre Dame isn't on their level as we've seen, and and Oklahoma um, 
seems to be a talent step below these teams. Some of the I other traditional powers are they, down. Like they played Texas Bama and pretty close are, in the second half. Yeah, it, these two programs have been dominant for the last five years, at least. Indeed. Um, so it's I guess it's only fitting that we get to see them again here. Mm-hmm. Six point favorite. Who do you like? I, I like Bama definitely, and I like the over as well. But oh, okay. I think six points isn't enough. Uh, I mean, both teams are amazing as we just covered, but. Um, Clemson's got that freshman quarterback, and Bama's basically world beaters. They last week, crushed everybody. Yeah, they faced this year. Last week, I picked Notre Dame to beat or to cover, and maybe to beat Clemson Dumb. because I figured that uh, Lawrence would make a mistake, mm-hmm. and he didn't. And nope. by the time the game was at half, it was over. Basically, mm-hmm. did you watch the? Uh, you, I guess you watch it, but did you see? You know how they do the the multiple broadcasts now on ESPN for yeah. these big games? Yeah. They had one that was like the coach's corner, mm-hmm. and Mac Brown was the— I didn't see that. Yeah, Mac Brown was there with like three other coaches, and uh, including uh, the guy from Georgia Tech that we can't even remember his mm-hmm. name, who just retired. Something um, or another. Anyway. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. So a bunch of old white dudes, <clears> basically. And and uh, right before the end of the half, Clemson got the ball back with 49 seconds and one timeout at like their own 20. They were up seven or up ten. I think they were up ten. Okay. And Mac Brown goes, "Okay, want to be awful careful here. Take care of the ball. Uh, got a freshman quarterback. Just take care of the ball. You got one timeout, but you know maybe maybe a little run here and uh, go into halftime. Feel pretty good about yourself up ten. And the other three coaches go. Paul Johnson being the one from Georgia That's Tech. That's the one. That's him. I knew that. Our fraternity brother, Paul Johnson, and the other the other guys go. Uh, not so sure about that, Mac. You, you got a, a great offense and uh, 49 seconds and a timeout. It's, I, I'm not so sure, Mac. Well, 49 seconds is a long time in college football. Your Mac Brown impersonation sounds a lot like George Bush. Yeah. You need to sound older if you want to be Mac. Yeah, Mac He's talks like, slower Mac. now. Yeah, he yeah. almost like beats well, like a billy goat. 49 seconds, that's a long time in college football. I, that's yeah. more George Bush. Anyway. You're just throwing in McConaughey Needless to say, now. right after that, Clemson went down the field, scored a touchdown led by 17 at half, and, and the game was over. And so it didn't really matter if Lawrence made a mistake. But mm-hmm. this week, I'm with Bama, too. I think Bama wins this game big, uh, at least by a touchdown. Six seems – I mean, I think they win the game maybe maybe 35-28. Does that hit the over? I mean, Bama's been so good for the last however many years, and I think this might be their best team yet. Like, yeah. They're freaks. It's All true. And they've got a great quarterback. Squad is just unbelievable. 35-28 would hit the over. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of a – 38-21. You think? And now so, uh, you're right at the over, which is 59 and a half. Alabama's averaging 47.7 points per game, and Clemson is averaging 44.3 points per game. Obviously, they haven't played either of them, have neither right. have played a, as good of a defense as the other team has, but it's a lot of points, man. Hey, last year's uh, national championship was a, a big shootout, mm-hmm. but this game against these two teams was 24-6. So this was, but that was with Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I, I feel like and Kelly Bryant. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> that's true. I I'm not touching the number. I think I think 59 and a half sounds just about right actually. You like that? If it's 35-21 Wait, I'm bad at math, but that's 56. <laughs> that's close. If it's I don't know. Yeah, give up on that. Yeah. Wait, 35 uh, who cares, okay? Who cares about the over under? There you go. Now, it's I'm taking clear. the over. You can steer clear all you like. I'm you taking count. Bama, and we're both on Bama. That's right. That we can agree on. It, Bama by at least a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, and yeah. maybe you know, 
maybe Lawrence makes a makes a mistake. And, I mean, and, and even if you took Clemson money line, like it's only plus one eighty. It's it's not yeah, a ton you're not of value. Getting a lot of value like, there. There's just not much of an angle here other than just going with what you know, which is Alabama to roll. There are some uh, good props, which we will talk about tomorrow on this game. But for now, we will stay with Bama, minus six. Nice teaser there. And uh, more props to discuss tomorrow. All right, it's time now for Micah's Beef of the Week, not yet sponsored by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks, please cut the check. Here's my Beef of the Week. The way the scheduling is set up for college football bowl games sucks. I'm totally over it. It ruins all of the games. It diminishes all of them. And I how don't do know mean? what's better, but I just don't like it. What? How does it diminish them? The fact that the national championship no... game is the only game being played this week. Mm-hmm. And the they played the semifinals the 29th meant that the games that normally have like big value yeah. or like, you know, nostalgia and... Uh, you know, like the Granddaddy Bowls. The Granddaddy, yeah, you know, I mean, the Granddaddy of all uh, of them all being the Rose Bowl. You know, the the big the big hype bowls. They just really didn't mean anything being two days out. I don't know. They felt their they felt very diminished to me. Hmm. Like the Texas the Texas Georgia game, the Sugar Bowl, fifteen versus five, doesn't really matter. And I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of people in New Orleans had a good time. People in Austin cared, but. The national champion, the first round of the playoffs was two days before. So, like, obviously, it just, there's something about the, the fact that the playoff had already started seemed to make these games more meaningless than they already are. Interesting. That's, that's it. That, like, I, that just can't happen. They should play the, the first playoff game oh, this I week. Oh, I see where you're, okay, your gripe is that the first round of the play, the playoffs happened prior to yes. the Sugar Bowl. Like, so if it had happened after, then you'd be okay with it. Yeah, if they played the first round of the playoffs Monday. But, I mean, it makes, the bowl game no less meaningless. It felt more meaningless. Really? They did to me. Yeah. I'm just entertained. I like how they have it. Like spread the Rose out Bowl, so I just like the Rose Bowl's great. Rose it's, Bowl's it's it's awesome beautiful. How many games they you have turn it on. It's on the same so time every year. Yeah, and it, it's fun to gamble on. But it's like you turn on the TV, you know it's going to be a beautiful day. The sky's going to be blue. You're going to see a bunch of big Midwestern girls wearing sweaters by the end of it. <laughs> it's just it's fun. We love the Rose Bowl. It's fun to watch with the the volume off even. But it just seemed so totally meaningless hmm. when uh, we'd already seen the two, you know, the two best teams play. And so I, I just wish they'd play the first round tonight or Monday, whatever. It's Thursday, but play the first round on Thursday or Monday, and then play the second round a week from now. Play it's it, a reasonable request. This, Although football should go longer. That's true. If it goes longer, then that's then I'm on board. But I, I have no qualms with I, I how just the don't scheduling. Like it. So that came out to this year. That is my beef of the week. Mm. Not yet sponsored by Omaha State. Did you see? Uh, obviously, you saw because we posted it that the Longhorn, the uh, Bevo, almost yes impale the bulldog. Yeah, Georgia bulldog. That was some wild shit. It, it was crazy. How did that happen? Usually, Bevo's so drugged up he can barely walk. Generally, that's true. He I, was agitated. I don't know what happened. I, the, the dog's pretty cute, man. He like went up on his hind legs and just turned. Did you see that? Be, uh, that Peta is now. Uh, Requesting that both schools quit having live animal mascots. Mm. You know how far that's going to go. Mm. Not far at all. You don't think so, In huh? Texas or Georgia. PETA can go fuck themselves. <laughs> okay, other sports news now. Uh, presented by Harry's. We're going to do a little bit more. Um, just because there's only one college football game. How does Harry's tie into your New Year's resolution, Brad? I don't know about you, but I've decided to be smarter with my personal finances. Harry's, Harry's razors, can save you about $100 a year if you're a regular shaver. Do you want to take better physical care of yourself this year, Brad? Sure. 
Well, Harry's products have won tons of awards, including a 2018 Esquire Grooming Award. Mm. They'll keep you looking and feeling great. That's something you want in the new year. These are really sharp razors, uh, sharp looking and sharp in sharpness. Literally sharp. These are these are nice. These are nice pieces. They feel like a, a high quality uh, a high quality tool in your hand, and I like it. So Harry's wants you to start the New Year's off right. So they've created a trial offer. You can claim yours right now by going to harrys.com/bdc. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Everyone knows you don't need uh, a, that a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, whatever that means, or handles that look like spaceships. Tactics that the leading brand has been using for years to raise its prices. Harry's has fixed all that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. They got rid of the upcharges and are about half the price of the competition with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a refund. How easy is that? A full refund. In Pretty fact. easy. So now you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, a weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering sh- shave gel, Ergonomic just sounds luxurious. Yeah. Hey, travel blade and a travel blade cover. The uh, the shaving cream's life changing. Like, really, it's very nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at Harry's dot com slash bdc. Make sure you go to Harry's h a r r y s dot com slash bdc to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to help support our show. All right. Other news. This has been a tough week already. Yesterday was tough. We had the death of Mean Gene Okerlund and Super Dave Osborne. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? You go ahead. Please elaborate. You don't know who Mean Gene is, do you? Uh, I have a, a sense of who he is, but I don't know a bunch. So it sounds like you're more educated. Why don't you, uh, why don't you school us? Well, Mean Gene, uh, of course, the single most famous wrestling interviewer of all time. Oh, the greatest. someone totally different. So this is perfect. man. Ever. Yeah, I don't know shit you about wrestling. You don't know wrestling. who Mean Gene is? No, He no. was recently in a commercial with Kevin Hart like for... Like WWE uh, wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're such a loser. He was recently in a commercial with Kevin Hart uh-huh. for uh, Mountain Dew or some shit. You like, like WWE in the last year, wrestling like, at some point in your life? You I mean, were a fan? Well, mean Gene, is he's the best stick man ever. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so go ahead, please. Uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, he was... Re- and he's still, he's still current to this day. Huh? He's one of those dudes that... Um, well, like, not anymore because he, well, he said he passed. Yeah. But he looks... Looked 60 when he was like 30, ah. and then he looked 60 when he was like 70. I got you. Uh, so he just plateaued and just never... Yeah, never he just looked exactly the same. Other, yeah. So big shouts to him. Hmm. Um, rest in peace. I saw that uh, I saw that Hulk Hogan posted a photo of him uh, drinking a martini. That motherfucker is used up. Hulk Hogan, because Mean Gene used to love a martini, or oh. 10. So, so the uh, Hulk was drinking one in his the honor? The Hulkster had one in his honor. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Super Dave Osborne, a.k.a. Bob Einstein, which I don't think that's his real name. Do you know who his dad or his brother is? I don't even know who he is. Is that the guy from Curb? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, who's his brother? Actually, that is his real name. His brother is Albert Brooks. Who's that? He's a uh, comedian. I don't know, buddy. Continue. Tell us right, more. Well, I mean, that's yeah. Wow, with it. your knowledge. I mean, uh, people are surprised by this. Mm. But I, Super Dave or the Funk, the Funk Man, uh-huh. uh, Funkhauser, Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm, 
probably best known for our listeners. Uh, you know, he's dead now. He told the greatest joke in the history of television to Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Have you seen this? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, go ahead. Tell us. Okay. So let me give you the quick setup for the joke because I'm going to play it for you and for the audience. It's the greatest joke that's ever been told on television. Marty Funkhauser, the character, meets Jerry Seinfeld doing a cameo on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Larry, Larry David, has uh, created a Seinfeld reunion, basically. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, his friend Marty Funkhauser, and so like they're backstage shooting the, the thing, and they're hanging out at catering. For some reason, Marty Funkhauser just shows up there. And Larry is irritated that Funkhauser is there in the first place. And then Funkhauser just walks straight up to Jerry Seinfeld, the biggest comedic star ever, and tells this joke. Jerry, Marty, Funkhauser. Hey, Marty, how you doing? How you doing? Good. Want to hear a joke? Oh, uh, no. He doesn't want to really. hear a joke. We have a read-through. Yeah, we got Let me just get right through it. Okay. A woman's very afraid of the size of her opening. What is she afraid of? The size of her opening. So she goes to her mother. She says, what am I going to do? I'm so big down there. When I marry Harry, he's going to divorce me. Her mother says, don't worry, sweetheart. It runs in the family. Do what I did when I married your father. Go to the market, get some raw liver. Put it in there. I'll never know the difference. Oh, my God. So she does. They have eight hours of sex after their marriage. She wakes up at 10 o'clock. He's gone, but there's a note on her pillow. It says, my darling Harriet, to think that I waited a year to consummate our love relationship makes my heart beat so loudly. I'm surprised it didn't wake you up. The only reason I'm not here now, darling, is I'm at work to make enough money to buy you a house, a picket fence, we'll have dogs and children. Ah, oh, this is not so bad. Oh, yeah, this is great. Will you finish the fucking joke already? When the 5 o'clock dinner bell rings, I will be home like the winged gossamer of your love in your arms, your loving husband, oh, Harry. Ah, that's nice. P.S. Your cunt is in the sink. <laughs> okay, you told your joke. Let's go. How good is that? It surprised me. It surprised me. I had no idea it would yeah, be that revolting. Fun. Ladies and gentlemen, please hold the work. Let's take our places for the table read. Okay, let's sit at the table. Go sit in the bleachers. Great meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you too. Big fan. Thank man. you. Thank you. I like that guy. This wasn't on Seinfeld, was it? No, that was on, uh, on yeah, Curb. Yeah, I was about to say, they did, we're not dropping cunt blasts on <laughs> I had no idea NBC that was going to be whatever. so revolting. Yeah. That was pretty good, though. Uh, he, rest in peace. Excellent delivery. Yeah, rest in peace to uh, to Marty Funkhauser. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, some NBA stuff real quick. Let's do it. The All-Star Game voting early numbers are out. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? No. Let's look. Uh, there, the, I'd say the, the most interesting thing here is... Luka Doncic. I should probably know how to pronounce Doncic. his name. Or he's going to be around the league a very long time. Yeah, he's a bar. He is currently uh, sitting... He would currently, if the All-Star game was today, he would start. Because he is second... Vote-getting? He's the second leading uh, front-court player in the Western Conference. And this is all based on just fan votes, right? Yes. Let's see. He's averaging 19.5 points a game, five assists... He's he fucking balls out, man. He's really good. Yeah. Um, Currently, if the start the starters today would be LeBron, Luca, and Kevin Durant in the front court, and the back court would be uh, Curry and Derrick Rose. Another surprise. James Derek's Harden good is, this year. is behind. Then not not Baron James Harden, but that's okay. And then in the eastern in the east, you'd have uh, Giannis, Kawhi, and Joel Embiid. Kyrie and Dwayne Wade in the backcourt. Did you see uh, Rose's coming out party earlier this year when he like basically took over the game and they were going into overtime and he ended up winning yeah, he, for him and yeah. he cried and he's like talking about all, all the hard work he put in there. That was fucking awesome. It was pretty good. I was inspired. 
It's weird that a lot of uh, the, the things he was overcoming was like weird group sex yeah. things that he got himself into, but we won't, you know, not no need to get into that right now. It's a dark place. I just, I'm just rooting for Kyrie because the top vote getter in each conference becomes the team captain, hmm. and then the captains will then select their teams on live TV this year. Remember, they they do a draft, now? right? Right. So and right it now, it Kyrie would be, LeBron? It'd be Giannis versus LeBron. Uh-huh. But I'm hoping it would be Kyrie versus LeBron. He, Kyrie's in second place in the East. How good would that be? Yeah, it'd be pretty good. They don't have bad beef anymore. They like, probably hate each other pretty bad. Mm, I doubt it. But I would love to see Luka start this game. That's that's pretty cool. That would be awesome. Uh, or at least it'd be awesome just for him to achieve make, make getting the on the All-Star team as a rookie. Yeah. And then the other NBA story for today, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Returns to San Antonio tonight. This is, again, Thursday, January 3rd, uh, for his first game in San Antonio against the Spurs. It looks like a media circus. Kawhi is saying nothing because Kawhi never says anything. Do you have any thoughts on this? He's a bad motherfucker. He is a bad, is bad boy. bad, bad, bad. I anticipate he will be booed pretty heavily. Danny Green will get a standing... Uh, standing O? Standing O. You think so? Like, the whole time. He's a likable dude. Yeah. High energy, I good time him. all He's the time. He's a good player, too. So, uh, let's see. Kawhi averaging 27.3 points per game, shooting 50% uh, field goal percentage. Uh, what's DeRozan doing? Just kind of comparing the two that, the two that were traded head-to-head. Uh, Kawhi uh, is a much better player. 22.9 points per game, shooting 47%. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Not not many surprises well, we'll there, see. but I, I assume they'll DeRozan boo him. has played eight more games than him. Kawhi seems to sit out like yeah, they every keep three. setting him down on all the back to backs. Yeah, and I don't know. They don't want to flare up his hamstring. They have the best record. Uh, last, I think they have the best record in the league, definitely in the East. San Antonio has been hot recently too. The their team is crazy, and they've got like this lineup that they haven't used yet, but that people are projecting they'll use in the uh, playoffs. And it's it's like the basically the new lineup of death with like all these six foot nine six foot ten super fast wing players they could play center have you heard, have you seen yeah, the, uh, like some... pascal siakam yeah he's a badass dude he's a bad dude yeah he does like crazy uh spin moves back to back to back very moves. interesting interview too he was on uh the low post i haven't listened to that one with yet. uh love Zach the low post. great podcast and there's our podcast recommendation for today all right we're at 30 minutes we're out of time that's it we huh? will be back tomorrow with nfl picks plus we'll be picking uh Picking uh, props. some props That's for the right. college game. Uh, follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow my picks at Power Plant Picks on Instagram. If you haven't seen this yet, you need to go check it out. Power yeah. Plant Picks is great. Power Plant Picks are real. They've been hot It's recently. electric. It is electric. That's why they're called the Power Plant. Yeah. Where can the people follow you, Brad? Uh, Bradley B. Key on Twitter. That's K-E-E. Bradley Key on Instagram. And follow us at Backdoor Cover on Instagram. Except for it's vice versa. Is it Backdoor Cover Pod? Uh, no, I'm talking about my personal stuff. Oh, my Twitter is the one with the B in it. Anyways, you'll find me. Bradley Key, come come look for me. Okay, follow us on Instagram, Backdoor Cover Podcast, or Twitter as Backdoor, uh, Backdoor Cover. I can't talk. I've been ripping videos uh, shamelessly like I'm, like I'm Daquan. Uh, from all over the place. So I'm trying to bring some good content your way. You're doing great. Yeah, I, I think I like it. It's it's okay. Backdoor Anyways. Cover Podcast on Instagram, Backdoor Cover on Twitter. We will see you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.